0: Welcome back to the Run Alive Intervals. This week, we're looking back at Richard Asquith's story of writing and running. Uh, I was personally fascinated to speak to Richard because his books have inspired me. He's obviously a deep thinker and an investigator, and he's someone who's got an enormous amount out of running that he's been able to then apply into other areas of his life. And he's inspirational to me because he fully intends to continue running for as long as he possibly can.
1: I think I would just say, I'd say to him, you know, just keep going. You are you know, this is really – you have no idea how good running is going kind to of be for you. You know, every, every te- step you take as a runner is a step in the right direction. Now, I remember when I started as a runner, <laughs> it was slightly, you know, it was slightly a struggle, you know, willpower. I, I, you know, came back from work and said, well, do I want to go for a run today? Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. So, you know, which I'm sure lots of people do. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, gradually it became a habit that – Was absorbed into my life, and you know what I've subsequently realised is, it's not just about you know fitness and health, um, or even just about self discipline. It just brings you so many benefits from you know getting out there, the wonderful people you make, the connections
0: you make, learning to sort of manage yourself and your moods. Before we jump in, just a reminder that this season is sponsored by Run Unbound Endurance Coaching. So, James, welcome back. Uh, tell us about Run Unbound and what sets it apart. Well, thanks for having me back, Gary. But running changed my life, and I find it Run Unbound to share my passion with the world, if that isn't too grand. Um, everyone is different, and with Run Unbound, what I want to do is work really closely with runners to provide something that's genuinely personal in terms of coaching to help them achieve their goals. And I want to make people have a sustainable running habit that's actually fun. You know, collaboration's at the heart of this. And I work with the lovely humans I coach to build a plan that suits them, their lifestyle and their aspirations. And that can be anything from improving your 5k time to running the Dragon's Back race. Find out more about Run Unbound at rununbound.com so let's jump into the short excerpt of the episode and we start by asking richard what lessons he's taken from training for and attempting the mighty bob graham round that he's been able to then apply to the other areas of his life
1: oh i think so yeah i mean i think the great thing about these sort of you know 24 hour uh, rounds or probably oh any yeah you know, probably people get the same sort of lessons from running marathons or from doing ultras or whatever but it's a uh, you know, it's a. You can set yourself big, big goals, and if you think about them in the wrong way, they become top, impossibly daunting, and you, you know, they just you lose all your strength and confidence just thinking about them. If you you have to approach them sort of one step at a time, or or one peak at a time, don't think too far ahead. You have to sort of. Trust. On the one hand, you have you do have to plan ahead, and you know, so the Bob Graham round, you've got to do 40, 42 peaks in twenty four hours. So you pretty rapidly work out if I'm going to reach peak forty two by such and such time. I've got to reach peak five by such and such time. So the process by which I um planned my attempts on the Bob Graham round is probably very similar to the process by which I plan my books. You know, if I'm going to write 20 chapters by this deadline, then I better have done chapter three by the end of this month or whatever, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. The second thing is that anything major you attempt, you're going to have highs and lows, you know, peaks and troughs. And anyone who does this sort of thing will, will know about that. And, and you get to the trough, the lowest point of the troughs, and you think, this, I just can't do this is just impossible um and and so just learning that if, if you learning to believe that the troughs will pass i suppose is a very very valuable skill and sometimes i get to lay points and things i'm attempting they've got nothing to do with running and mm. i'm probably drawing on the sort of what i learned from the bob graham round that you know just hang in there maybe maybe next week it won't seem so bad and maybe you'll have just got this bit behind you and and similarly, you also learn not to get too complacent on the on the highs because in a twenty twenty four hour round you'll there tend to be points where you think, "Oh yeah, it's easy fantastic blah 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 um, and then half an hour later you suddenly, you suddenly can't walk <laughs> and gosh, and and then gosh. the the other sorry just one other thing is which i think actually comes from all forms of running it's just you know it's good to just set yourself a really really difficult goal that that might be beyond you. Um, and I think this is something I've become very aware of when writing about running in later life, that, you know, so many people, as they get older, they suddenly think, well, I don't want to attempt anything too difficult. I better be careful, but take it easy. And not only are they mm-hmm. losing out on the experiences they might have had, they're also losing out just on that, you know, really healthy life-enhancing habit, mental habit of of having a dream, having a goal, having something that, you know, I'm going to run that, Five k race, maybe I won't be up to it this month, but perhaps next month you know that's, that's what I think all runners benefit from, mm-hmm. just the sort of the goal setting
2: yeah. that's really interesting um, uh, well uh, just as an anecdote by way of transition I, um a few years ago, my, my friend Mark and I were up in the lakes, and we were coming down that mm-hmm. descent from scarfall Pike towards Great Gable, and some walkers mm-hmm. were going the other way um, you know i'm by no means. Uh, I run, I don't run very well uphill or downhill, like I like flat roads. (laughs) Um, But but, um, uh, these walkers, as we we were stumbling down that path, um, Mm -hmm. these walkers were kind of, and they said, they looked at us with sort of revered voice, uh, revered eyes, and hushed voices, and said, "Are you fell runners?" And um, <laughs> yeah. you, you actually um, uh, sort of recount a somewhat similar anecdote at the start of your mm. your latest book when you're up there, up there again with a group of um, a group of a group of friends and kind of come across mm. this fell race hurtling down, uh, more or less the same mm. place, I think. Yeah. And um, it, yeah. It, uh, well that's that's really struck a chord call, with me and i wanted to make sure i mentioned it so entirely self-serving mm. anecdote there yeah. but um, oh, linking it back mm. to what you just said there was um, there was uh, there's real benefits uh, so your current your your new book is about running in in later life uh, yeah. and there yeah. are real benefits aren't there of you know continuing to stay active both uh physiologically but also mentally and you know and and how you feel about yourself and that's that's part of what you you're exploring in that
1: absolutely absolutely and i think really yeah you know, there are huge physiological benefits to being a being a runner you know in the decades following retirement um but mm. the ones i'm more interested in really are the mental and psychological and emotional mm-hmm. benefits um which include as you say getting out there meeting people connecting etc and and I'm constantly winning this battle that keeps going back of you know believing in yourself because the society puts pressure on older people not to believe in themselves and I mean it's interesting what you say about you know being a, a run being a fell runner um I reckon every, every runner will have had this experience that I constantly have that you go to a race and you're standing on the starting line and you look around you and you think look at all these people it look so fit and strong and I, I don't belong here i'm not a proper they're proper runners i'm mm-hmm. not a proper runner um and yeah you know, the first time i went in a fell race you know they were all fell runners i was just a, an intruder and, the, and similarly the first time i went to you know an actual formal masters athletics race and took part in that i felt a total imposting to what am i i'm not a proper athlete they're proper mm-hmm. athletes um but actually, you know runners are just runners and all those things, and if you you have to get away from that sort of self limiting thing of you know, I'm no good because it's it's very easy not to make a fool of yourself in in life and or in running, and the simple thing is you know don't do it, don't have a go and what I love about mm. runners is you know runners are people who do have a go um and really, if you have a go, then you know there's nothing to be embarrassed about you know sometimes things go according to plan sometimes they don't but the point is you you had a go
0: and so richard what for you is your next running goal or next thing that you are moving towards as a runner
1: as a runner that's a good question actually i haven't got a proper goal i keep thinking i ought to get one i've now so I'm going to be 64 soon, and I suppose I'm having this inevitable mm. older runners thing of thinking, right, well, I'm going to take it easy and not get injured. I and mean, then 65. I'm going to be super fit. I've got to start doing lots of races and <laughs> <laughs> hit the ground running. Age-grade upgrade. Age-grade upgrade, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, i failing to take into account the fact that, you know, all the runners my age are do, aging at exactly the same rate, so they're going to be doing the same, same thing as well. But... <laughs> Um, but I do, th- I do find, think it, it's so, I find it was really good for my fitness just to have a, you know, a big goal every, every year or two. And mm-hmm. last year I did this thing, which mm-hmm. appears in the book where I actually took part in the world championships was a bit of a joke, but, um, uh-huh. but nonetheless, it was something to train for. And, you know, you wake up in the morning, and you say, Oh my God, mm-hmm. I've only got a month to go. I've got to train hard or I'm going to be in real trouble. And I think, yeah. You know, you can't you can't train hard all the time, you can't be constantly worrying about your time, but it is good just to have every now and then something where you think okay i better I' better up my game, I'm gonna regret it <laughs> oh.
2: uh, and a risk of spoiling it tell us tell us what happened when you when you went to the world championships I'm not gonna spoil well. I did I didn't win, let's put it that way. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you're worried about You have to read the book to find out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Minimal spoiler. Yeah. Minimal, spoiler. Yeah. Minimal spoiler. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wonderful, Richard. Well, thank you so much for um sharing your time and your wisdom. Maybe one last question mm-hmm. um from me in in sort of your um capacity, if you don't mind me saying, as an elder to the running community, there will be people listening to this who are a little bit younger uh, than you. What what one piece of advice would you have would you like to give to your younger self as a runner that would help your younger self as both a runner and someone in life, if you could sit the young Richard down and ask tell them anything, what would you tell them? Wow. I think I
1: would just say I'd say to him, you know, just keep going. You're doing you know, this is really you have no idea how good running is going kind to of be for you. You know, every step you take as a runner is a step in the right direction. Now, I remember when I started as a runner, it was slightly, you know it was slightly a struggle, you know, willpower. I get you know get back from work and said, well do I want to go for a run today? Maybe I'll do it tomorrow, and so you know, which I'm sure lots of people do. Um mm-hmm. and then, you know, gradually it became a habit that was absorbed into my life. And you know, what I've subsequently realised is it's not just about, you know, fitness and health, um, or even just about self discipline. It just brings you so many benefits from you know getting out there, the wonderful people you make the connections you make learning to sort of manage yourself and your moods and also the sort of thing we haven't even touched on is you know the way that what i find is you know i go out for a run especially when i'm just running by myself and your brain sort of you know resets itself mm-hmm. all your ideas sort of Mm-hmm. somehow sort themselves yeah. out it's a bit like the effect you know the benefits of sleeping but but slightly different it's the benefits of going for a run yeah. and then you get back from a run as a writer yeah, i get back from running always have i want to dash to my notebook before someone talks to me or something like that because have, something has become clear and i want to just get it down there yeah. um so yeah keep running is the yeah. main bit of advice i give
0: thank you so much for listening to the Run Alive podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone. Um, Give us a rating, give us a review and follow us on social media. You can find all the links you need in the episode description.